Welcome to the Design Your Dream Year podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. I am your host, Allison, back with another episode here on this delightfully melty September afternoon. I mean, okay, can we just take a second to acknowledge, like, how is it already September? Like, we are already on the final stretch, I feel like, of the year. Because I don't know about you, but it's like, once September hits, everything just moves extra fast. Because it's like, September, at least in my part of the world, is when fall starts to happen. And then with fall comes all of these festivals and there's Halloween and then there's Thanksgiving and there's Christmas and there's just so many things happening. And I feel like it just goes by so fast. So I cannot believe that we are already in September. And where I live in Kansas City, let me tell you, it does not feel like fall. I mean, I know it's not technically fall. That doesn't happen until what, like September 22nd. But I don't know about where you live, but here in Kansas City in September, for in recent years, it's like sweltering hot throughout the entire month of September. We're talking in the 90s, sometimes even past the 100 mark. Sometimes this even happens into October. So I am yearning for fall, but it's not fall at all. So if you are experiencing actual fall-like weather, I am very envious of you. So anyway, I am very excited to be back because I did not record a new podcast episode last week. I was busy working on a super secret project, which I am so, so, so excited to share with you. In fact, before I dive in today's episode, I have a super exciting announcement. For the past few months, I have been behind the scenes working my little booty off on something brand spanking new, which I have mentioned a few times already here on the podcast, but I haven't yet actually told you what the thing is. Well, my friend, today is the day where Finally, I get to share what it is. So what have I been spending my mornings, my afternoons, and my evenings working on as I drink way too much coffee in the process? Can you take a guess? Can I get a drum roll, please? I have just created a brand new manifestation community to help you become the best version of yourself and to give you a clear path for how to quickly bridge the gap between your current reality and your ideal, most fulfilling life. It is called the Blissful Life Blueprint and I am filling this brand new community with life coaching, on-demand training, tools, roadmaps, 
24-hour weekday support to help you truly design your dream life and experience true purpose and lasting fulfillment stat. And I am so excited for you to check this out. This is literally but what I have been doing behind the scenes for the last couple months. I mean, I have been working around the clock. You can ask my husband. You can ask my cat, Mr. Purry. I mean, much to his dismay, he has not gotten nearly the amount of attention that he would like because I have been putting so much time and energy into this, and I am so excited to share it with you. I mean, if you are tired of chasing unfulfilling goals, I know that I have <laughs> been in that place many times. If you are tired of wishing your life were different and you would like to follow a step-by-step -step path to quickly bridge the gap between where you are right now and your ideal, most fulfilling life, and you would like to do it alongside a supportive and inspiring community, then oh my baby cakes, you are absolutely going to love this. I mean, this is unlike anything I've created before, and I'm so excited for you to check it out. So if you would like to go check it out, just go to my website, which is also brand new. I mean, I just pretty much redid everything in my business, <laughs> including moving everything to a new platform, new website, total complete makeover. But to check out the Blissful Life Blueprint, just go to designyourdreamyear.com forward slash bliss, as in, oh my gosh, this cake is so good. I'm in bliss. Is that even the correct, correct usage? Um, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. B is a boy, L-I-S-S. -S. Again, that's designyourdreamyear.com forward slash bliss, or the link will be below for you in the show notes to make it super easy. And Today's episode was actually inspired by this new thing that I have just put out there, the Blissful Life Blueprint. And that is because over the last couple of months, while I was working on it, I noticed some sneaky little signs, uh, five to be exact, of self-sabotage popping up for me. Five things that had I failed to notice them and bust through them would have prevented me from getting this thing out there or at least from getting it out there in a timely manner. It probably would have postponed it by months or heck, even years. Who knows? And if you are anything like me, you probably experienced, or maybe you are currently experiencing one or more of these <gasps> sneaky little sabotages too. Is sabotages a word? I don't think it is, but you know, it sounded cool, so I said it. You know, maybe it doesn't sound cool, it sounds kind of silly. Whatever, who cares? Five little sneaky self-sabotages that maybe you are experiencing too, which can be so frustrating because all too often we have things that we would really like to do or create in our lives, but it doesn't matter how badly we desire them. Our ego is always going to come up with subtle ways to keep us 
exactly where we are. Why? Because it doesn't like change of any kind, even if that change is for the better. Why is that? Because any kind of change is seen as unsafe because it's new, even if this new change is perfectly safe. Our ego does not like change of any kind. It's like, whoa, something new here. I, I can't predict this. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to die. We better not do it. And so it will do anything to keep you exactly where you are. It's kind of like how for the longest time I have desired, like we're talking big time desire to do way more traveling, especially abroad, because I have not been abroad other than Canada when I was like 11 years old. So even though I have this genuine, deep, heartfelt desire to travel more, my mind keeps coming up with all sorts of subtle and sometimes even ridiculous excuses for why I shouldn't travel. Oh, there's too many places to go. So, you know, making the decision on the destination is just too overwhelming. Well, well, there would be too many things to plan out. Oh, that would be so stressful. Oh, you're too busy to travel. Oh, you should wait until the fall to go traveling when the weather will be perfect. No, wait, no. Fall is too busy. You should wait until the winter to go when it's less busy. Wait, no. It'll be too cold. You should wait to go in the spring. Or like, remember, you don't like airplanes. They scare the crap out of you. Or but what if you don't actually like the place you visit and it's a huge disappointment? You'll have wasted your money. Or you absolutely can't leave your cat, Mr. Purry, at home without you for that long. He would be so lonely. So lonely, in fact, he might die. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the endless stream of excuses that go on in my brain sometimes. And that is exactly what self-sabotage sounds like. In my case, that's exactly what self-sabotage sounds like when it comes to my desire to travel more. So that is why in today's episode, I want to talk about five sneaky ways that self-sabotage can show up so that we can become aware of them and bust through them. And like I said, these five things that I'm about to list were all things that I encountered as I created the Blissful Life Blueprint. Things that tried to stop me from putting it out there, even though I was so genuinely inspired and excited to do it. If you can identify with any of the five things on this list, then you are practicing, maybe even, you know, unknowingly, a form of self-sabotage and essentially 
holding yourself back from achieving your own goals and manifesting what you really want. So what the heck are these five sneaky forms of self-sabotage? Well, let's just call them out. Starting with number one, being a perfectionist. <sighs> I, I don't know about you, but my mind likes to convince me to spend way too much time on tiny little things that like 99% of people won't even notice or like things that don't even truly matter. Things like spacing in between the paragraphs on a sales page. Like, oh my goodness, they need to be perfect. They need to be the perfect width. Oh, we gotta have the perfect margins. Or like the graphics, they've gotta be immaculate. Or the slides in my trainings, like I gotta have the best slides, they need to be perfectly worded, they need to be perfectly formatted, I've gotta have the perfect graphic. <laughs> Maybe you have a creative project that you would like to launch, but you're waiting for the quote-unquote perfect you know, time, spending months or even years on things that in the end, really aren't all that important. Or maybe you have like a big life change that you would like to initiate, like, you know, looking for a new job or starting a business or moving to a new location, but you are waiting for everything to be perfect, for all of those dang ducks to be all perfectly in their perfect little row with their perfect little feathers and their perfect little beaks. Being a perfectionist is the number, I would say one of the most common forms of self-sabotage because all it's really doing is trying to keep us from moving forward. It is coming up with all of these reasons why we can't launch the thing yet. Well, we can't take action yet. We can't make the move yet because we've got to get everything perfect. This is something that I have had to overcome over the years time and time again. I don't know if you can relate, but this has been a big one for me. The second sneaky form of self-sabotage is listening to your inner self-critic. Now, we all have an inner self-critic. Like, we all have that voice that pops up that is not helpful, that can often be really mean or pushy or critical. So that is perfectly normal. And that's not self-sabotage. It only becomes self-sabotage when you listen to it, when you take the BS that it is trying to convince you of as truth. My inner critic is super loud super pers persistent and really freaking annoyed. How about yours? <laughs> so like, as I was creating the Blissful Life Blueprint, for example, I noticed it trying to tell me things like, oh, you're not good enough yet to help people like that. Wow, that's as good as you can do? Like, surely you better redo that entire training that you just made because you got to get it perfect before you put it out there. Or, 
Who do you think you are to launch this thing? You're not good enough. You better wait. You better wait a couple more months so that you can really prove yourself. But, you know, in the end, our inner self-critic is just our ego that is trying to keep us safe. Our ego has generally the best intentions for us because, yo, it wants to keep us from dying. That's why we have it. It is our natural wiring to keep us surviving. But, you know, so that's like a good intention. Like, I want to live, but it's often misplaced. It's often overly concerned because we are here to evolve. We are here to grow. We are here to change. The only constant in life is change. So it's just kind of funny and a little bit, it's kind of like a cosmic joke how we have this ego that is so hardwired to keep us from changing, but yet that's what we're here to do. We're here to change, grow, evolve. We're here to create and so we have to consistently sort of, you know, come move past this. And the way that I have talked about the ego before is like, it's not something to kill. Like a lot of, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about, oh, kill the ego, death to the ego. But no, your ego is really just like this overly concerned best friend that is just worrying sick about you and, you know, going a little overboard, being a little protective. And you just kind of need to acknowledge it and, you know, show a little empathy, you know, hey, I get what you're saying. I really appreciate you're trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to move forward. So kindly F off. <laughs> so maybe you can identify with having, not just having the inner self-critic, but listening to your inner self-critic because it's when you listen to that self-critic and you let it keep you from moving forward, that's when it becomes self-sabotage. The third sneaky form of self-sabotage is being a procrastinator. Oh yeah, we all know what this looks like. For me, this looked like procrastinating on certain things that I needed to get done in order to launch the Blissful Life Blueprint, but that weren't necessarily like the most fun things to do, but like they, they still needed to happen. So I found myself procrastinating on like figuring out the new software that I got because I moved everything. I mean, when I say I've been working behind the scenes, count, you know, around the clock. I really have. Like I have created all of this new stuff that I'm so excited to share with you. New website, just a new platform, figuring out all of this new stuff that is the foundation of my business and how it runs. But that's not always fun. Like I don't love figuring out new technology sometimes. Um, rarely ever if I'm being honest. And I think especially as someone who has autism, I get overwhelmed very quickly with things like that. I just, I, I, the, the thought of like trying out new tech gets overwhelming fast or like Oh my goodness. Okay. This is a little side tangent, but like one of the things that overwhelms me the fastest is like putting together furniture. Have you ever <laughs> gone to like Ikea or a store where you buy a new piece of furniture and you have to put it together? 
I don't know about you, but I hate that. It's one of my least favorite activities in the world. The second I take out the instructions, even if it's easy, it's like I instantly get overloaded by it. My mind is like short circuiting. I just can't handle it. But I know there are people who love doing that. Like my sister-in-law thinks it's fun to put together furniture. She's like, it's a fun puzzle. I love it. Anyway, that's a little sign tangent. It's, it's beside the point. My point is, is there were certain things that I needed to do in order to move forward, but that weren't necessarily the most fun or glamorous. So I found myself consistently procrastinating on them. So yeah, setting up the new software or setting up certain automations. Oh yeah, I'll do it later, but I'll do that next week. Well, I don't need to do that yet. I'll just play around with this other stuff first. But as Maya Angelou, I think it was her that said it, ain't nothing to it but to do it. That is one of my favorite quotes. And any time that I catch myself procrastinating on something, I will literally say that to myself and force myself to do it. So maybe for you, it looks like putting off making that appointment you know you need to make or starting that creative project you have been meaning to start. Um, maybe it looks like you continually not cleaning out your bedroom closet that is completely overflowing with crap that spills out every time you open the door and you're like every week, you're like, oh yeah, I need to clean my closet. But then when you come, you know, when you actually get down to it, you're like, oh, I'll do that next week. And then next week happens and you're like, well, I'll do that next week. I think we can all relate, but bottom line, procrastination is a sneaky form of self-sabotage. The fourth, a sneaky form of self-sabotage is overthinking, being an overthinker. And overthinking is an especially sneaky form of self-sabotage because it masks itself as being smart and logical. So like, don't get me wrong, like thinking is important and doing a little thinking on something to help you make the best decision for yourself is important. But when you start to overthink to the point where it is literally keeping you stuck, it is keeping you paralyzed, it is keeping you continually putting something off, then it becomes self-sabotage. I spent way too much time going back and forth on the name of this new community that I created, which made it difficult to move forward on other things. Like I spent an embarrassing amount of time overthinking, oh, should I call it the bliss blueprint or should I call it the blissful life blueprint? Well, if I call it the bliss blueprint, will people really know what I'm talking about? I mean, they could apply that to anything. Maybe it's confusing, but if I call it the blissful life blueprint, well, that's more self-explanatory. It really speaks to the transformation and, and, and the desired outcome that it's going to help them achieve. But is it too long? Maybe it's not catchy enough. I probably need to keep it to three words, which is probably why I should stick with the bliss blueprint. But if I stick with the bliss blueprint, that might not be clear enough. And you can just insert that train of thought for, you know, days on end. <laughs> that was me. That was me overthinking things like the name, 
which caused me to waste a lot of time. And had I just gone with my gut and listened to my inner you know, intuition, I would have been able to move forward with that a lot more quickly. But oftentimes, you know, we get this intuitive nudge. Our intuitive nudge is that initial, you know, gut instinct. It's the sort of, we just know, it's like our first instinct, but yet we immediately have this voice that chimes in right after it. And it starts being like rationalizing and, oh, wait, wait, it starts second guessing. That is the monkey mind diving into some serious overthinking. So bleh. And there were also times where I spent way too much time in the process. And again, sticking with the same example, because this is what inspired the episode. But when I was creating the Blissful Life Blueprint, there was this period of like an entire week where I spent all of this time trying to figure out all the steps at once, like every single thing that I needed to do and how everything was going to connect perfectly and the entire path, even though I knew deep down that was impossible, instead of just taking one small step forward, because as I have often said here on this show, you know, uh, what, oh my God, I just had the massive brain fart. What is it that I often say here on the show? Oh yeah. Action creates clarity. Action creates clarity. When you take one step, it will unlock the next step. Trying to figure out all the steps at once is impossible. And I knew this deep down, but here I was indulging in some overthinking, trying to just figure it all out. Why? Because that was a way that I could put it off a little longer because as much as I was so excited to create this thing, and I am so excited that it is now out there. I'm so proud of it. I cannot wait for you to check it out. Anything new is scary. There's always just a little bit of like, oh God, like, oh, here we go. So that was me trying to just put that off. So is there a decision that maybe you're trying to make right now, but you're overthinking it and therefore not moving forward at all? You know, maybe you want to travel more like me, but you can't decide where to go. You're overthinking it. Um, you know, maybe you want to buy some new clothes because you know that they're going to help you feel more confident, but you can't decide what style. Yes, that is something I am going through right now. <laughs> I have literally been wanting some new clothes for months, and there's a particular website that I am getting them from, but they have such a huge selection that I've been getting overwhelmed with what to get. I'm not even joking. I have spent so much time overthinking and like adding things to my list, taking things off my list, comparing things on my list. It's like, Allison, just get some freaking clothes already. Stop overthinking it. You know, maybe you wanna move to a new location, but you can't decide where, and so you're letting that keep you stuck. So overthinking, it is extra sneaky because again, it masks itself as being smart and logical, but when it gets to the point where it is keeping you from moving forward, like after a reasonable amount of time, now obviously depending on the decision you're making, different time is sort of acceptable. Like, you know, me trying to decide on the best restaurant to eat at tonight for dinner 
you know, overthinking that for hours and hours is a little ridiculous. You know, I should be able to decide that in five or 10 minutes. You know, that shouldn't require much time versus like if I want to move to a different country, yeah, I might want to spend more than five or 10 minutes thinking about which country. But my point is, is there does come a certain point where it becomes detrimental and you become stuck in the cycle of overthinking. So it's important to recognize that and ask yourself, is this just my way of putting the decision off? And then the five, I almost said the five. <laughs> it's like fourth and fifth combined. It's a new number. No, the fifth sneaky form of self-sabotage is being a control freak. Now, I can honestly say that this one probably showed up the least as I was creating the Blissful Life Blueprint, but it has definitely reared its ugly head many, many, many times in my entrepreneurial journey. If you've been in my world for a while, we're talking like, what year are we even in right now? 2023? If you've been in my world for like five plus years, you probably heard me talk about how I... I started my online business many, many years ago. I started my entrepreneurial journey in 2010. I gradually transitioned to an online business and I worked in my online business by myself, wearing all the hats, doing all the things, busting my butt every day, working insane hours, stressing myself out, burning myself out. I did that for five years. Why? Because I was a control freak and I could not handle the thought of hiring someone to help me, even though I desperately needed the help. And you might be like, well, how is that self-sabotage? Well, it was self-sabotage because it was keeping me from growing my business more, from being able to have a higher level of impact because there was only so much time in my day and I'm sure as heck not going to be able to do things that I want in my business if I'm spending all my time doing smaller things that are not in my zone of genius, things that someone else could easily do, you know, things like answering customer support emails and setting up certain pages and helping me manage community. Like there's just a whole bunch of things that if I really got honest with myself, I didn't need to be doing, but because I refused to let go of the reins for so many years because I was being a control freak that kept me from growing in the manner that I wanted. And let me just say, when I finally accepted like, yo, I can't do this by myself. If I want to hit the next level, I'm going to have to do something new and hand some stuff off. Like, wow, that was life changing. We are talking life changing. And honestly, not nearly as scary or traumatizing as I thought it was going to be. In fact, you know, the person that I had hired at the time did things that I didn't enjoy doing even better than I would have done them. It's funny because so often there are certain things that maybe we don't like to do that are not in our zone of genius that are things that people love to do that are in their zone of genius. Like, Maybe you don't like to clean your house, for example, like, ugh, maybe that is just a drag to you. 
but there's someone out there who loves to clean, who loves to clean, who loves to organize, who would love to do that for you. It's their zone of genius. So being a control freak and refusing to ask for help, perhaps to hire help to, you know, whatever it is that you are needing to really move forward and deep down, you're probably going to know that you need help, but it's like, you're too afraid to let go of the control that is going to keep you from moving forward and definitely is a subtle sign of self-sabotage. So can you relate to any of these? Any of the five? What were the five we just said? The five, being a perfectionist, listening to your inner self-critic, letting it stop you, being a procrastinator, being an overthinker, being a control freak. As I said, these are all of the ways in which self-sabotage was trying to keep me from moving forward over the last couple months. But to get results, to achieve your goals, to manifest what you really truly want for yourself, you gotta look inward and get comfortable with a bit of a mess. Not everything needs to or will be picture perfect, and that is totally okay. You're going to be able to evolve as you go, make changes on the fly, refine things as you go. It's just, it's, you gotta move forward. You've gotta move forward. And when you realize that we are literally wired to resist change and you begin to recognize how this shows up, like the ways that we just talked about, you can then choose to say, huh, Thank you for trying to keep me safe. I appreciate you. I understand where you're coming from, but no thanks. I am going to move forward anyway, so you can kindly F off. You know, at any moment when you're being a perfectionist, for example, you can choose to just move forward with things a little imperfect, knowing that you can always perfect it as you go. And knowing that oftentimes what we think needs to be tweaked or perfect is not going to matter in the long run or people aren't even going to notice. At any moment when you catch your inner self-critic going off the rails, you can kindly say, oh, sorry, you're not being helpful. I'm not listening to you and move forward anyway. At any moment when you are procrastinating, you can choose to take one teeny tiny step forward, force yourself to do it, which will give you momentum towards the next step. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Wait, did I say that right? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. There you go. That's my motto when I am procrastinating. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. And I'll literally start saying it over and over and I will just literally move my body and like, like if I'm putting off you know, for example, writing an email, I don't usually put off writing an email, but just as an example, it's like if I were procrastinating on writing an email, I would just start saying to myself out loud, ain't nothing to it but to do it, ain't nothing to it but to do it. And I would literally, as I'm saying that, go sit down at the computer, just kind of open up the thing and just start doing it, right? 
at any moment when you are overthinking, you can choose to simply make a decision knowing that you either made the right decision or you made a decision that perhaps didn't give you the result you wanted, but now you have more clarity than ever on your next move. So really, there is no wrong decision. There is no wrong decision. Or at any moment when you are you know, being a control freak, you can choose to let go. Get help. Let someone else take something off your plate. Or maybe it means trusting that the universe has the perfect plan and timing in mind for you, that things are in fact unfolding perfectly because they are. So, my friend, are any of these five forms of self-sabotage showing up for you? Let me know. Shoot me a DM, tag me over on Instagram. I am there at Design Your Dream Year. I would seriously love to hear from you because surely I'm not the only one who's got all five of these going on sometimes. Um, But yeah, connect with me over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Plus, I post loads of inspiration and tips to help you create your most fulfilling and abundant life. So definitely give me a follow if that is your cup of tea. And also, if you know of someone who might find this episode helpful, maybe they just need a gentle, loving kick in the pants, share it with them. So yeah, I think that is about it. That is it for today. That is the five sneaky signs of self-sabotage and hopefully gave you a little bit of insight onto maybe things that are preventing you from moving forward and how you can bust through them. And when it comes down to it, it's pretty simple to bust through each of these. So that is all for today, my friend. Be sure to go check out my new baby, the Blissful Life Blueprint Blue. (laughs) I can't even talk. The Blissful Life Blueprint by clicking the link below in the show notes. I am so excited to show you what I've been cooking behind the scenes for the last couple months. And remember, Every day, you have the opportunity to intentionally cultivate the life of your dreams through your thoughts and your actions. You are a friggin' powerful creator, so get out there and live your best tag life, and I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>